Welcome back to another installation of Musical Dumpster Fire Inside Your Car's <laughs> Trunk from the Black Door Music Argument. I'm Barry. And I'm Carrie. And this week we are doing a follow-up. We've just reviewed Pet Sounds. Meh. And now we're <laughs> going to take a listen to or, uh, t- discuss some of the other albums and sounds you could have got if you wouldn't have spent all your allowance on mm-hmm. Pet Sounds in 1966. Mm-hmm. And boy, howdy, there's a collection of music that came out in 1966. There is. It's exciting. I was a, I was a little, you know, hoping that DJ was uh, going to come on because um, we're out of Minnesota and one of the, the huge major Minnesota music in, influences, Mr. Robert Zimmerman, also known as Bob Dylan, released Blonde on Blonde in 1966. Indeed he did. Uh, many of those tracks recorded down, and this came up last time, but he recorded down in Nashville. And so you can kind of hear a similar, there is a similar sound, I think, on that album. Because I was listening and I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you can definitely hear the hear the crossovers on the sound. But mm-hmm. um, Blonde on Blonde, uh, definitely one of those huge albums. It's got a lot of, it's got, well, for Dylan fans, it's just. You know, it's all perfect. Right. What most people re- will remember is Rainy Day Women number, what is it, 12 and 35? Or I don't know. What yeah, 12 and 35. Um, but also, I was going to say, also, that? I feel like Just Like a Woman is also like one of his, one oh, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. ones that non Dylan fans might know. Because <laughs> every Dylan but, fan is just like, blonde on blonde is perfection. But right. Uh, yeah, Visions of Johanna. Um, Oh, and um, Stuck Inside of Mobile with the Memphis Blues again. That song gets stuck in my head, but I only know that one line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll go for like a day and a half just seeing that one line. And I'm like, maybe you should learn other lyrics to this. Yeah. But DJ yeah, can fill in the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the thing. I was kind of hope, you know, we, we almost need to have like more of a, a Dylan retrospective. So, you know, oh, we, we've kind of hit some of the top songs on Dylan. What what was one of the big albums you noticed that was uh, released in 1966? Well, to stick with the um to stick with the DJ theme of it all. Um um uh, Revolver, sorry, was I'm not, was released. I'm not, I'm not familiar. What what band put Revolver? Out? Um they're named after oh, I think they're called like the Bugs or something. <laughs> The Beatles put out Revolver. Oh, I'm not familiar with that band. Uh, um, yeah, they're oh, they're, you know what? they're a small band from this weird, you know, small town of Liverpool. No one's ever heard of it, so don't pay attention to it. Kind of backwater, you know what I mean? So sure, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on the internet. I mean, they yeah. seem to be popular, right? But <laughs> no, honestly, that I'm not a huge Beatles fan, but Revolver. If you put Revolver up against Pet Sounds, I it's mean, Revolver all day and night. Yeah, like there is no competition there. Like Revolver, a thousand percent. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, big hits are like Eleanor Rigby's on there. Yellow Submarine yeah. is on there, which is the only one written by, or only one mainly sung by Ringo Starr. Is what I meant to oh, say. That's why I love it so much. I mean, yeah. I also just want to give a quick tip of the hat to the song and your bird can sing i don't know why i love that song so much it just makes me 
ridiculously happy. I think I just picture like someone talking and then just everyone yelling, and your bird can sing. I don't I don't know why. I I it brings me endless amounts of joy. If you haven't listened to And Your Bird Can Sing, get in a like silly mood and then listen to it. Because if you're angry, it's not gonna be a good song. But if you're like feeling a little silly, sing yeah. to end or listen to And Your Bird Can Sing, please. <laughs> no, I mean honestly you just i mean you can listen to eleanor rigby 20 times and find something new every time Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. like i said not i I, i'm like you know i actually think i am a a big beatles fan but i'm the right size beatles fan everybody else is just too much of a beatles fan right i i know they have some garbage but i know that they also have some diamonds eleanor rigby is such a beautiful song tax man's beautiful yep uh the yellow submarines beautiful uh mm-hmm. and and honestly this is one of those albums where you can put on and you're just going to enjoy the entire experience yeah so yeah and now i'm glad dj's not here because i don't want him hearing that live so yeah i don't want yeah um <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to have to deal with that all week but um no i feel i kind of feel the same way about the beatles to be quite honest like i am married to a huge fan um and I feel like I'm like, yeah, no, they have they have good stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they also didn't have like that many albums, and they were also just kind of a boy band for a little bit there, and like yeah. you know, and that's fine. Like they were I, good. <laughs> I I honestly kind of think bef- pre Revolver, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a lot of yeah. There was a lot of that stuff. It was right. all very poppy, very you know, we've got our Bob Terran suits, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're this is. You know, they, they set a look and, you know, obviously they were the originals with that. They, but then they were copied and copied and everybody wanted to be right. There. But, but yeah, I but do feel like Revolver brings a new phase yeah. into the Beatles, which I appreciate and way better than Pet Sounds. <laughs> so one thing that I saw, I, I was listening to this and if you want, if you want time travel, 1966 is your year, because honestly, when I listen to Pet Sounds, <laughs> I really think it's it to me being born in 1976 and not being from that time, mm-hmm. but listening to that music, <laughs> it seems like time compresses because that's like 1960 music. Mm-hmm. And then you have Freak Out, which sounds like 1970 music. Yeah. Freak Out by the Mothers of the Invention. Uh, and did you listen to that? Um, Not like super fully, but like I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a little out there. It's it's yeah. called Freak Out for a reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they uh, obviously the Mothers of Invention uh, were, uh, you know, were Frank Zappa's band, and they were musically some of the best uh, players of rock and roll ever. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, just just from their talent, they he only worked with the best musicians. He was a genius on guitar himself, and then he purposely wanted to be not commercial so that you know it's frank mm-hmm. zappa um right <laughs> and you know but if you listen to freak out i mean and and if you th- say to yourself pet sounds came the same out the same year that freak out came out you're like mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me these mm-hmm. don't even sound like they they are written in the same century yeah uh, freak out is so modern and so in your face it's almost punk mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it 
it sounds like it it's coming out of a a 1980s movie you know i mean oh for sure yeah so the mothers of invention freak out if you haven't listened to it check that out because Mm -hmm. it is so far ahead of its time and i'm not saying i'm a huge frank zappa fan but if you haven't listened to frank zappa you got to listen to some frank zappa because he's he's different and if you don't know what he sounds like you need to you need to educate yourself it may not be for you but today with the digital way we listen to music it's you know almost no investment right so look it up on apple music you're fine <laughs> yeah um, oh if only apple music was paying us for that for that ad i know anyway. wouldn't that be nice then also got... side note my apple music is really messed up right now because of all the shit i listen to for this podcast <laughs> it keeps recommending me stuff and i'm like no i don't actually like pet yeah, sounds no. <laughs> I just listened to it four times. Oh yeah, well I did the oh what was the the that album that's super weird. Um, oh I can't remember. It was that like the the the, the, the sisters who had their weird. It's like they're all. Out oh of yeah, yeah. Uh, so after I was listening to that for like a week, my Apple Music was all yeah. Fucked up. Mine was all John Prine for a while. Anyway, uh, um, that's not too bad though. Moms no. and the Papas. Yes. Uh, if you can believe your eyes and ears. Yes. Uh, if you listen to this album. Good stuff on say, there. Yeah. This is. Now, interesting thing about this album. Um, Phil it was Spector recorded, was on it. It was recorded in the same uh, room and by the same uh, band that, for the most part, that Pet Sounds. Uh-huh. was recorded by so uh-huh. and you can totally get that you can you can yep. you can hear the room it is echoey and chambery and you know and uh you know the 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 musicians are great but you know the mamas and the papas all they did was sang and all the instruments were were done on the uh by the, the wrecking crew so it's mm-hmm. uh it's a it's a great album though. And and even though it's got the same sound, I mean you listen to Monday Monday, um Go Where You Wanna Go, mm-hmm. uh California Dreamin', Dreamin'. Mm-hmm. uh The In Crowd. I Spanish mean, these, Harlem. Oh yeah. These songs these again, even though it's the same room, same sound, these songs are five, six years newer sounding than anything on Pet Sounds. Oh, for sure. And I feel like, too, like the atmosphere that they recorded in, like, lends itself more to Mamas and the Papas. Like, they're kind of, I don't know, like, California Dreamin' should sound airy. Monday, Monday yeah. should sound airy. Like, yep. instead of trying to be poppy, they, it, sh- it right. should have that sound, I feel like, to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, like, I just, and I mean, it's the next as we named all the songs, like it's an excellent album. It's got a lot of right. like good stuff on there. Um, go where you want to go is also covered by Jacob Dylan in that documentary. <laughs> is it? And it gets stuck in my head. I enjoy it very much. Um, so check that Just out. Talking about the, Echo in the, the sound. Uh huh. I think California dreaming uses, uses that airy sound to mm-hmm. maximum effect because yes. it is this, this tortured, soul and he wants to be in california Mm -hmm. but he's away and it's you you know it gets really it gets really gritty sounding and i think that's where that that 
that sound really lends great because you can the emotion kind of takes off a little more where some of these songs are more flat you know mm-hmm. but california dream and i think is use a beautiful use of the sound of that room that they're recording in right and you even think you know like the all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray like that should have I don't know. I shouldn't say should, but like the fact that it has that <laughs> airiness, the fact that it has kind of the dreariness, like it reminds me of fall and like, oh no, <laughs> like the, the harsh is coming or whatever. And like there yeah. is a bleakness to that room that helps out that song a lot. Right. Um, I also just want to say that Spanish Harlem. Uh, so my, my dad has a playlist um, that like back, I don't know, like 10 ish years ago if not longer, 10, 15 years ago, my mom had an iPod and my dad had a playlist of his favorite songs on it. And whenever we went on road trips or anywhere, like we had to listen to my dad's playlist and he thinks he has the best taste in music of anyone ever born, but it's an interesting mix. And Spanish Harlem is on that. And the amount of times that I've heard Spanish Harlem in my life, Barry, Carrie, I really think we need your dad's playlist to be an album. <laughs> we might need to do that. And oh you know, I'm, I'm open to doing with him or without him. <laughs> yeah, that it would be a very interesting episode. It it featured songs like Spanish Harlem, and then there would be like um, behind closed doors, which is not uncomfortable to listen to with your parents in a car. And then there would be like picture by Kid Rock and Cheryl Crow. And you're just like, what <laughs> is happening? Anyway, back to 1966. <laughs> right. So I want to touch on one. And I think you're going to you're going to have a lot of input here because. OK. Uh, a duo folk group put out two albums in 1966. <laughs> Paul Simon released Parsley, Sage, Rosemary and Time and Sounds of Silence. And honestly, Parsley Sage Rosemary and Time is good. And Sound mm-hmm. of Silence is that's one of my favorite albums of all times. I think mm-hmm. I mean it's got it it's put together in a great album. They've got songs that sound so different. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my favorite tracks on that are some of the some of the tracks that are not as well known. But let's just go through uh first uh Parsley Sage, Rosemary and Time, because that was actually one of like the top 10 albums of the year. So yeah, they've got Scarborough Fair, mm-hmm. um, Homeward Bound, a uh, mm-hmm. great song, uh, 59th Street Bridge song, which is I from Ruby Free. Yeah, it's yeah. If you are not if you want to to li- lift your day up, the 59th Street Bridge song, that's going to do it. Like, that's like the perfect soundtrack to like, it's a sunny day, but it's not too hot. And you're walking down the street and you like do like you jump and like click your heels. Like that's, yeah. that's that song. <laughs> and then for your uh, Dylan um, fans, um, mm-hmm. Paul Simon's response to the Dylan-esque way of songwriting was a simple desultory philippic. Or how I was Robert McNamara into submission, <laughs> and um, apparently they knew each other. And this song he wrote, poking fun at the way Dylan writes songs. That's amazing. I honestly didn't know that. Yeah. So listen to that. I gotta listen to that again now. You can when you see when you hear the term "how I was Robert McNamara into submission," you can you can right. remember the song, right? I mean, 
Yep. Um, also, shout out to Dangling Conversation. I like that one. I forget that one, but I'm sure I know it because I... Uh, I'm not going to sing it on here, but it's good. No, that's fine. <laughs> and then a song we have um, hit on several times, the mm-hmm. 7 o'clock news over Silent Night. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, playing news clips from 1966 over mm-hmm. uh, Simon and Garfunkel singing Silent Night and going over how the, the war is being escalated and there's... I think like bombing in Cambodia and mm-hmm. different things like that and how uh, the war will go on beyond Christmas. And, and it's, you know, there's, there's no commentary. It's just the news over silent night and it could, couldn't make a bigger impression on mm-hmm. the state of things at the time. So yeah, that's yeah. It's almost like we need track. something like that now. We do. I know we do. Uh, who, who put that out? Um, wasn't there something that came out just this? All winter? the celebrities singing Imagine? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. No, it was um, Phoebe Bridges. Didn't she have a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. did something similar. No, you uh, you think on that, and I'm going to dive right into... Yeah, it was uh, 7 o'clock news slash silent. silent night. She did the same thing. Oh, yeah. oh, she it covered it? It was the same it? thing, okay. yep. But okay, they updated the now. 7 o'clock Oof. news. They updated yeah. the news. It yep. was, uh, yeah. So, so then we've got uh, sounds of silence, mm-hmm. and it is, um, honestly, one of the just a fantastic album. From, it's very good. Obviously, you got sounds of silence, right? Um, uh, uh, Richard Corey is one of my favorite songs mm-hmm. on there, uh, talking about. A, a rich man who has it all, who ends up killing himself, um, mm-hmm. uh, and then ends with "I am a rock," which yep. is a great commentary on, you know, you know, just individualism, <laughs> right? <laughs> Basically, um, <laughs> s- living in your own head too much and not stepping yep. outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fan. The whole album is fantastic, but it's very um, good. It's, to, have, th- to have both of these albums recorded in 1965 and released in 1966, yeah, is amazing. Again, like, honestly, I I understand that Brian Wilson is considered some great genius, but Paul Simon uh, for his writing and uh, composition, and then. Art Garfunkel, his vocals. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the reason why Art Garfunkel's vocals hit me so much is that he, if you listen to him, he doesn't use a lot of fanciness. You know, he's not, mm-hmm. he's, he's not using vibrato. He sings mm-hmm. everything plain and strong and, and clean. Yep. He, he sings like Miles Davis played the trumpet. And yeah. And it's so striking compared to, you know, some of the classic vocalists out there doing flourishes and things, which are fun. But mm-hmm. when they're trying to put forth a message with their music, they take all that down and put just the message right in your face. And I th- they're they're one of my favorite groups, obviously. But yeah, the simplicity and the the clean 
yeah like the just the clean sound of of their like his voice but their voices all are like blended um is incredibly beautiful to me and i do also appreciate that like yeah that's cool that you can do all these runs and trills and things but give me a simple song and that's how i like that's what i want to know if you can do um also april come she will is on this one which is one of my favorite songs in general and if you're a parks and rec fan um it plays when andy and april get married and that makes me happy that's hilarious um let's see some of the other top ones from 19 uh did you have anything else you wanted um but the 13th floor elevators put out their debut album the psychedelic sounds of the 13th 13th floor elevators um and again this is another album that i was just like oh this came out the same year as pet sounds because they sound just very different it's a lot more i mean it's as you might tell from the title it's like the psychedelic garage rock stuff um but anyway so like it's a much more intense album (laughs) than pet sounds um and i haven't listened a ton to the 13th floor elevators so um you know but uh they were they i'm like the documentary person over here um (laughs) uh foo fighters did a episode that featured them of sonic highways that was very good um and it i mean what other band can include um the like electric jug they used an electric jug i mean electrify your jug you are working on a different level right so anyway so just like that was one where i was like oh this is the same year as pet sounds yeah Okay. okay i i almost forgot another another uh album that was re- released and this I is very say, important for this i feel like there's one that you're missing though so yeah well well why don't you bring it up you think it's the same one i'm looking at right now is it cream well there is cream and i want to okay. talk about cream but aftermath by the stone i was oh i was gonna i was like it's either gonna be aftermath or cream <laughs> yeah and because our podcast is named after one of the songs <gasps> Yeah, that's right. It's uh, Lady Jane. Um, yeah, our podcast is uh, taken right from Lady Jane's uh, uh, lyrics. Anyway, uh, they've got some. I was gonna get. I was gonna say I am waiting because you guys are always waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> uh, no, but it's. Uh... Why am I? Am I looking at the right? Well, that's UK. Yeah, I was going to say, notably, the UK and the US edition are quite different from each other. I'm looking at the right list. Yeah. There we go. Side one. Um, Yeah. Oh, Lady Jane's on side one on this one. Yeah, see? Completely different. Yeah. But um, right away, Painted Black, great song. Mm -hmm. Uh, Totally setting the tone. If you just listen to this album, it's just a sound. I mean, the Stones are setting a sound. I mean, really, if we think mm-hmm. about it, the English artists of this time, the Beatles and the Stones, are really setting it. And then switching right into Cream, which is another super group out of England. Uh, we got Fresh Cream, uh, Ginger Rogers, and... Oh, come on. Oh, he you know, he's obviously the most... 
<laughs> most popular of the, the cream. Uh, no, yes. I'm kidding. Uh, Clearly. I cannot. I mean, I could talk about how um, all of the people in my generation know Paint It Black because of Rock Band or Guitar Hero. So, Is that the exciting. only why they know it? Well. The only I'm, why. That's the only why. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be riots against me, but let's be honest, friends. Let's be honest, millennials. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Jack Bruce, Eric Clapton, and Ginger Baker uh, were were cream. And it was a great um, band for a time. The the super group put out a lot of... uh, uh, And actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, John Mayall on the Blues Breakers, which uh, uh, Clapton was just coming out of, put out a 66 album as well. So there was Clapton all over the the Clapton's in like every third band in like and every like third album. It's like, oh, and Eric Clapton was there. I swear every single like every single like legendary story or like anything that comes out of the 60s. It's just like, oh, and Eric Clapton was also there. (laughs) Like what? Anyway, that dude is everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you just listen to it, it, the the sounds that were coming out of Cream were mm-hmm. just so much more. You know, I mean, they were they were real, uh, you know, heavy metal sounds and taking the experimental sounds from the electric uh, music that was started, you know, in the late fifties and that, but just really turning it to eleven. And you know, it's. They were they were doing what hadn't been done before, and um, you know, so to have that kind of sound come out when Pet Sounds came out, I know is amazing because it's like if you were going to two shows and you went to Pet Sounds and then you went to Cream, you're like, what world am I living in? And this is why the old people probably thought rock and roll was making the world go to hell, right? But well, can you imagine what the radio sounded like? It's just like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, like you we know? talked about before, you know, my dad was like, all the rock and roll was on AM. You know, the FM mm-hmm. was all the other stuff. And, and AM was, was uh, you know, country and rock. And so, and it kind of makes sense that some of these thinner sounds were coming through and not really paid attention to because on an AM radio, you're not going to get that rich, uh, deep sound that FM has. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it's just going to sound tinny and, and everything was mono, you know, AM is mono. So, right. Um, so, yeah, rock and roll started out on the on the lowest, lowest stations. So but there were some great sounds coming in 1966. And it's just kind of just this little, you know, th- little th- task we gave ourselves really kind of opened my mind to like when rock turned to rock you know it seems like it was right around 66 i mean because you know by 69 and everything there were so many of the different groups but you're really seeing it you know the beatles kind of made a turn and and uh, cream came together and you know yeah you know clapton's coming out of doing blues with mayall and he's you know going into the heavy metal you know it's uh so it's it's just an amazing time yeah and just like a quick you know, of ones we didn't um, touch on too much, but just the bands that are putting out albums. I mean, like the kinks are here, the love and spoonful, the who the temptations, Buffalo Springfield, Stevie wonder, the Supremes, like, 
even well, if they did, aren't what did the who put out even even if they aren't um like the big albums like these bands yeah. are coming together the who is they put out a quick one okay it has boris the spider on it so you know mm-hmm. um but just looking at even you know like yeah like the they're i don't know i don't i don't see personally i don't see a huge hit for the who on there on that album oh, but he, i'm also not wave. a huge who fan yeah i know heat wave uh, yeah um but like you know like even just the bands that are either getting started or really finding their sound in this year too yeah. that they'll then strengthen in the later 60s and 70s yeah. is pretty insane like you said it just seems like the sounds are coalescing and like you know mm-hmm. they're really hitting something that you haven't haven't uh you know had before so so yeah spend your you know your allowance money spend your paycheck on better vinyl get some better wax than (laughs) pet sounds (laughs) that being said i want to give a shout out there's going to be a free concert with mike love in rochester minnesota there you go uh, july 21st amazing so come see mike love the good part of the league <laughs> we should have a black door music argument booth set up <laughs> well yeah we've we've definitely covered some really good music to spend your 1966 dollars on so yeah for the black door musical argument i've been barry i have been carrie thanks If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's cold outside. outside.